What's up, everybody? Just want to tell you, you can come support the show real quick. We're going to try to do this in record time tonight. Record so time, man. you can go to truthzilla.org slash donate for any value for value donations. You can go watch this, not on YouTube, but on Rockfin, rockfin.com forward slash truthzilla. If you... No, yeah, rockfin.com forward slash truthzilla. If you want an awesome uh, truthzilla shirt, we got a new one on there right now that says, what part of freedom don't you wonder, don't you understand? Yes. That is truthzilla.org forward slash shirts. Our sponsors, if you're feeling foggy and crappy and have like... Uh, it's and, phenomenal. And, we and, always uh, should just... Autoimmune disorders or any sort of vaccine injuries or anything like that, you go to truthtrs.com. You just look up at the sky and see what they're yep. spraying. Depression, yep. anxiety, in. if you've been on like pharmaceutical medication for any length of time yeah. or Ooh. chronic things, because that was what they did to me. And I'm telling, and like, I'm, I think I said this the last time that I podcasted yeah. with you guys, but even Cheney, our friend Cheney, noticed Cheney. that from the time that we started podcasting till now, which has been just over a year, and in these months that I've taken TRS, that my uh, cognition and the, my yeah, ability memory. to re- all of it, and I noticed it. But before I said anything to her, she said something to wow. me. So it's pr- it's it's pretty great. Yep. Learn more at truthtrs.com. Truthtrs.com. It's advanced TRS. Advanced right. TRS, and they have new CBD. Advanced CBD. My sister bought it. Oh nice. She just got oh, it nice, like nice. two days ago. Yeah, yeah. She'll yeah. have to give us a testimonial. Okay. Okay. Definitely. And they also have advanced fulvic acid too. So for your okay. full holistic health needs, truthtrs.com. Um, also, you guys, Cody's crystals. Cody. Cody on Instagram at Cody's underscore crystals, C-O-D-Y-S. He's got the coolest gems, rocks, and all that good stuff. Tell him Fruzilla sent you. At least go give him a follow. Friend of the show, and we would not be here without him. And don't you guys forget, please, if you can't support us financially, oh, yeah. uh, like, share, and subscribe. It really helps us uh, beat the algorithm. Like, five, star, share. five star comments. Yeah, five, five star, star reviews because we did yeah. get we got one one star since we uh, oh really, really lately pushing it on on the on the Apple podcast. Yeah. Uh, did they say something to you or just uh, they they said something like do people believe this crap or okay something so it's like one of those it's one of those as long as they're not talking about my audio issues which I'm very self conscious about. Oh come on now. Okay okay so anyway guys all right yeah. So we need share. some we need some five star comments about the great audio that Scott puts together exactly. here over here at Shrizilla exactly. until we get our four mics and then there you go we'll yeah. have different audio yeah, but for exactly. now they're, you do a great job dude okay, awesome absolutely all right guys enjoy the show. subcontractor of Facebook who saw behind the curtain and blew the whistle on Facebook's criminal level of censorship. In 2020, he partnered with Project Veritas and exposed nine months worth of undercover footage and brought to light the tactics that Facebook uses to manipulate public opinion and stifle free speech. Ryan has since become a fierce advocate for free speech, opposing censorship in all of its forms. He founded the Hartwig Foundation for Free Speech and is the author of the new book, Behind the Mask of Facebook, a whistleblower's shocking story of big tech bias. Ryan, welcome back to the Truth Train. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, it's great to be back. I was here when was that? When was our first interview? Was that October? Uh, you know, I feel like it was before that. Hold on, I just had it pulled up here. Um, it was. It was definitely last year. So I had heard you making the rounds, and I believe I can't remember exactly where I first heard you. Maybe on Infowars, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, I want to get him on. And then I reached out, and I can't remember how we got your. I think on Facebook. I think I reached out on like Facebook Messenger, I believe. <laughs> ironically. Go ironically, yes. So yes. Ironic. <laughs> and, uh, and you were like, heck yeah, let's do a show. And then I'm so grateful because like we were talking about before the show. So yeah, you were Ryan. You were our episode 10. 
uh, wow. the Truth of Love podcast. Awesome. You were our third interview, and that was August 9th, 2020, is when wow. it released. Wow. So just over a year ago. Yeah. So that was pretty early on. Yeah. You guys yeah. come early on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been a year. It's been over a year since I went public, and it's amazing what's happened in the last year. And I'm, I'm, I'm back to working like a nine to five job right now. Yeah. Um, which, uh, which one of you knows about, right? Cause you, one of you just got fired yep, from your that, nine That's to me. Five. That's me. So I'm, I'm kind of like, like you and I've kind of switched roles here. So now I am like <laughs> doing the rounds and like, like speaking up against all the, the tyranny that I experienced in the workplace and, uh, yeah. and getting a little bit of right. Like I was on last American vagabond earlier today, dude, like what a trip. What a trip, you know, to reach that audience, you know, such an honor. Shout out to Ryan Christian and all the work that he's doing. But, you know, you know, uh, it's important. It's important, you know, and 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 uh, I, I'm under no delusion. The fact that I'll probably have to go back to work here very shortly, but I'm trying to ride ride that for the time being and just use my time to maximize the message of what we're seeing in the world is not OK. What we're seeing yeah, in the world is exactly. not OK, you know, particularly. And, and Ryan, I'm sorry to derail. I will get right back to you here. But like really the biggest thing that I that, that this agency yeah. that I used to work for is doing is that they're only they're only giving medical services to people who've been vaccinated. So the big scary thing Jeez. that we've all been fearing, you know, it's a drug and alcohol treatment center and they're they're only admitting patients to their residential facility who've been vaccinated. So if you are struggling with drug or alcohol addiction and you're unvaccinated, then your life doesn't matter at all. So that's that, insane. Yeah, yeah, no, like that's that's an important part of this conversation because um, you know, my cover my book talks about, you know, yep. big tech censorship behind the mask of Facebook and and big tech is censoring people who speak out against the vaccine. Yep. And so, yeah. And in the last year, like I've done over 133 interviews nice. and talked about these issues, but, but yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, let's give a plug to your, to your gifts, your gifts and go gifts and go okay. slash.com slash no vax. Right. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yep, yep. Two X's. That's it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, and I donated, I chipped in a little bit I and did uh, that, it's tough. Yeah. I thank you, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I was, well, I think in both your guys' cases, the people just need to know that there are people that are standing up. Yeah. And even if they're even if they're experiencing, you know, uh, you know, lose loss of jobs and yeah. all the different hardships that may come along with it, it's it's worth it to stand up. And and if enough of us do it, then then we can change the tide, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. yeah. And like what I'm going through right now, man, like I look to you and, uh, you know, guys like Zach and, and I see how you guys have carried yourselves into the world and, and just standing in your truth, you know, against all like the, the evil forces that are piled against us. You know what I mean? And your guys' bravery kind of has helped me a little bit in what I'm going through right now and giving me hope to know that, you know, where, where I may have once been fearful, you know, I actually have hope. And it's like this tyranny has made me stronger is what I've been saying. You know what I mean? And so like, like I look up to you, you know, I look up to what you did. And uh, the, the steps that you took, you know, and it's just like, it's what we need in this world. And it literally is going to be, I feel, our solution and our way out of this is people on the inside, insiders of all these organizations. You know, I just saw an article about, uh, you know, two high officials, like higher up officials at the FDA coming forward and quitting and resigning in a public manner in protest to the way that, you know, this has been politicized and, yeah. and how, how honestly, how criminal it is. And I feel like our, our way out of this in all aspects is going to be from people on the inside who've had enough and decided to do the right thing. Well, it brings that whole, that, that, like you say, like there's power in numbers and they, mm -hmm. and that whole, the censorship, it divides us. It keeps us from being able to communicate and, and being able to plan together. But another uh, thing that Project Veritas has uh, just done, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard of what's going on with the teacher in the Natomas school district mm -hmm. in California. Um, but you know, this guy's 
finally going to, looks like he's going to lose his job now because of the outcry, because of what Project Veritas was mm -hmm. able to expose through that. But that it was the public outcry. It was not just that he did it, but it was that the light shined on it. And so that so many people could overwhelmingly say, we don't stand for this. And that's what it really takes because so many of us don't stand for it. Totally. Yeah. And, and when I worked at Facebook, so I was there for about two years total. But I, I recorded screenshot or, you know, filmed with a hidden camera for about nine months. And I was able to film conversations that were posted previous to, to when I got hired. So there's a post, I believe it was 2017, where Facebook posted and gave us instructions about Antifa protests. Mm. So they said there was mass protests going around in like multiple cities all at the same time by Antifa. And they said, you know, just we want to remind everyone Antifa is not a hate organization. <laughs> and, and so they, they specifically said that Antifa is not a hate org. So the same time they're putting Proud Boys and, you know, Gavin McInnes on these lists, they sort of specifically, specifically excluding Antifa. So then that's going back, you know, three, four years. So that's so that's pretty interesting to, to look at. And now we have that. Yeah, the expose from Project Veritas, which is making huge waves in the media, national media. Um, but yeah, this guy's being this guy, this teacher at a school in, in uh, Sacramento is just openly talking about violence um, against people. And it's funny because he's like, yeah, the, all the Maoists who are the people against Maoism who, who died in the streets who got shot. He's like, yeah, they probably shouldn't have been shot. They probably, yeah, they shouldn't, probably have, yeah. shouldn't have. Maybe yeah. maybe you shouldn't be advocating for an ideology that shoots innocent people. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and then his, his, you know, blatantly saying that he wants to essentially terrorize these kids and scare them into this ideology. I mean, it's just the brainwashing that we already know goes on. I mean, just but the, the, and I guess sort of what bothers me is no one, nobody, no other teacher, the principal, no staff member saw these flags hanging in his room or questioned anything before mm -hmm. then. The parents of yeah. the child that he specifically talked about that said he had a problem with the flag on the wall. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody spoke up till now, or maybe they have, and it's been silenced. Yeah, more yeah. than likely. Yeah. And just and to say that, like, his his statement was, "Well, if, if it makes you uncomfortable, it's supposed to make you uncomfortable." Like, okay, like it makes when was that ever uncomfortable. Justification, like, yeah, yeah. The whole idea like, of I, fascism in this day and age has completely shifted. I don't believe <laughs> that, like. You know, I've, I've been, I've been just, just, it's been completely inverted. It's like I look up, I've looked up recently on multiple occasions, like different websites, interpretations. And a lot of the times they say, well, scholars don't necessarily agree on certain fundamental aspects of what fascism is, but you know, it always starts off in all of them, whether it's like Encyclopedia Britannica or like this, like uh, fascism for kids, there's this good education website. Well, it's a, a education website for kids that talks about what fascism and how to teach kids what fascism is or Wikipedia. Yeah. If you go to all of them, the very first sentence, it always says it's a far right extremist Thing. And so they implant that in your head right away that it's a far right ideology. But then when you but look down, but it's the exact opposite. Yes, when you look down, <laughs> when you look down at the bullet points about what it actually actually is, you know, it talks about a lot yeah. about like 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 just pointing at one uh, faction of the society as to blame, right? Like the diseased portion of one aspect of society. It's very strong on like nationalism, and I feel like a mm -hmm. lot of it's shifted away from necessarily nationalism in the sense like borders and flags, but more of just like like an ideology that they can all rally around. And this is the one truth and anything outside of this truth, you deserve Scientism. to die. Scientism, um, the mask, yeah. like certain things like that. And if, if you look at what they define fascism as, and a big part of it too, is the, uh, the, the ability of the government to kind of take over private industry and dictate how private industry operates and usually to serve the state. And so what we see here, what we're seeing now is literally, if you 
take a step back and look at it from a distance, what we're having, what we see is corporations that are deciding what gets to be, which one of their products gets to be injected into your body. And they're using the government to enforce that in order to obtain basic human rights. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. So like the Biden administration coming out and uh, calling for the boosters before the yeah. uh, FDA even pr- approves it like that. Yeah. That sounds uh, pretty fascist. That's fascist. That's fascism. That's that's the government literally mm-hmm. dictating the way private practice in you know works. And so what we're seeing is literal fascism emerging. And I would say the likes of which this world has never seen. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and it's instruments, and they're using. And what I really wanted to talk to you about, Ryan, is is your. I've heard you talk about the uh, one of the strategies we can take to 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 argue against them or bring this to courts if it can be won in courts, which I still don't. Yeah, know yeah. About. But the idea of like the Fifth Amendment, like you talk about, like like how can we attack the federal government on this? Because it's, it's I don't know. I mean, there's all these people that are attacking big tech. You know, Trump's got a lawsuit. You know, there's all these folks have lawsuits against big tech. Yeah. But like, what 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 is your thoughts on how we can? What's an attack vector we can take here? Yeah, that's a really good good question. So, and then as far as nationalism goes, I actually have a whole chapter devoted to that on how Facebook treats nationalism, because mm-hmm. they, you know, in general, they've they've tried to cr- criminalize nationalism, yeah. and so Facebook's policies, you know, we, they'd have us track work trends like, like Boogaloo and Civil mm-hmm. War and um, um, impeachment. But but with nationalism, yeah, F- Facebook took a stance on like white nationalism. Of course, all of us here oppose racism. We're not. Yep. Well, you know, in any sense, we're 100%. not white supremacists at all. No. Um, you know, so, but you know, Facebook said basically, well, white nationalism is worse than black nationalism or any other kind of nationalism. So, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes people like just add words to the word nationalism. Nationalism is, is not a racist ideology. Mm-hmm. Now, if you add a racist ideology to it, then yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow for, for Facebook, like, one one race is like worse than another like <laughs> so yeah uh anyways um so there we touch on that on that a lot in the book on nationalism and, nice. and these countries like hungary and poland that are nationalist countries that are trying to protect their borders uh are are um basically censored more than than other countries so facebook's policies act against their countries when they're trying to protect their borders um as far as yeah big tech so this is a huge topic so we had trump's lawsuit and it's it's a step in the right direction. It's good, but let's let's be honest. Like a lot of people were like, "Well, he's doing this now." And then if you get the the text from Trump, you got like ten texts that day, like, "Hey, support Trump and his lawsuit." So his Trump his lawsuit's good, and I think they show some good judges. His lawsuit is basically, "Hey, the the government did, did the government have the authority to delegate in the first place to um to give this authority to to Congress to uh to these companies." Mm-hmm. So do they have the right to restrict our free speech on the internet to begin with? Um, so that, that's part of the argument. Now, the best analogy I can think of is if you go to McDonald's, and I used to work security, so I'd kick people off property all the time. I would trespass people. But if you're at McDonald's and someone's causing trouble in McDonald's, like throwing drinks on the ground, making a mess, who are you going to call? You're going to call the authorities, right? So you're going to call the police. They're going to come to the private property and then kick that person off. And, and uh, right now what's happening is like Facebook is McDonald's and Facebook is also the police. Mm. So like they're, they're doing both jobs. Cause if you get banned from Facebook, who kicks you off? Facebook does. It's not the FEC coming in and kicking you off. It's Facebook itself. Mm. So they're judge, jury, executioner. So that that's the current legal theory is I'm working with a guy named Jason Fick, Mm. FYK. 
And he, he sued Facebook starting a couple of years ago. His case went to the Supreme Court in January. Of course, the Supreme Court chose to not hear his case, uh, which was, um, and some of those ideas were supported by Clarence Thomas. Um, but so right now, his, his, we're, we're trying to uh, sue the United States government under the Fifth Amendment. So, you know, you can sue Facebook and Twitter all day, but who gave Twitter and Facebook the authority to do what they're doing? The government did. And so under the Fifth Amendment, basically, you know, they're depriving us of liberty and property by taking down our posts and whatnot. And so, and there's no, there's no, no measurable, there's no measurable bounds and there's no, um, what was the other thing? There's a couple other guidelines that have to do with that, that amendment. Uh, but obviously the community standards are not measurable and they're arbitrary. And so that, that's one current legal theory is to sue the United States government under the fifth amendment. So he's forming the social media freedom foundation, a 501c4 out of Pennsylvania. And I'll be uh, supporting him with that, with those efforts. But it's funny because Jason Fix, like, He's really he's he understands Section 230 more than anyone. Mm -hmm. He's not an attorney, but all these attorneys are like, you know, they they're like, oh, that's a really good idea. So he's got some I won't name any names, but he's got some really prominent attorneys possibly hopping on to join this. So it's not a class action, which is different. The class Trump's lawsuit is a class action. It's a little more expensive or harder to do. His is um, he's not suing for damages or anything. It's just a a lawsuit against the uh, United States government. Okay, perfect. You know, and I feel like there's a lot of Fifth Amendment stuff that could be articulated. But you, have you heard any talk about like, because, well, so using our First Amendment protections, right? So, for example, obviously, freedom of speech is being impacted. But I would argue, like, in our case, like, we've been censored on multiple occasions and constantly being shadow banned is easily provable. Um, I consider myself a journalist. I'm out there, like, reporting on current events and getting information out there. Like, what about freedom of the press? Does, does that get yeah. talked about in your circles at all? Is the idea that the freedom of the press itself is under attack? Um, that, that's a good question. So, um, in, in, you know, Facebook's policies actually protect journalists more than mm. other people. Yeah. So under the, there's a policy called violence and incitement. Mm. So under this policy, if I say, you know, we should kill, you know, the president or someone like that, then we can delete that, that kind of speech. Sure. Uh, and so, journalists and you know heads of state have more protections but interestingly enough if you're in a hate figure on the hate figure list like gavin mckinnis or tommy robinson um you're you're allowed to be attacked so i can literally say mm. i want to go kill gavin mckinnis and that's allowed um but that's another story so yeah. but yeah uh, journalists are kind of a protected group but but who defines as a journalist and what's who's considered a journalist because you can say anybody can say I'm a journalist and you are under the law, like the freedom of, of press should apply, but Facebook can really twist that. And um, I mean, for crying out loud, they just censored, they just banned from Instagram, the mother of the, uh, one of the fallen soldiers in Afghanistan. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're going to apply that arbitrarily, then they can, they can just pick and choose. I mean, who, who's, who's considered a journalist, but uh, yeah, so that would be more like the first amendment, right? Yeah. Like absolutely. freedom of, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm surprised. I don't know if you know, Ivory Hecker, she went yep. public a couple months ago, yep. uh, with Fox news and project Veritas. She's, she's still on Instagram, which I'm shocked by. And she yep. puts out all these videos about COVID. Um, but yeah, how many journalists have been censored about the COVID issue? Um, so yeah, it's, it's really, it's really a good question. Totally. And it really come, would come down to us like being able to prove that the U.S. government had a hand in these dealings, like the U.S. government, like instructing these uh, organizations to censorship, to censor. 
But I feel like that happened. Didn't Jen Psaki say something like that? The White House press secretary say something recently about partnering with these big tech companies in order to uh, <laughs> squelch medical misinformation. So as, yep. isn't that literally the U.S. government breaking the First Amendment? Am I? Yeah. So yes, yeah, she said we're flagging posts for yeah. Facebook. So they're yeah. basically flagging posts and sending them over to Facebook. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like the opposite of what we did at Facebook. Because like, if if we saw, if, if we found a suicide video mm. that was live, like we would submit that to law enforcement, right? So we're 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 the private company sending information to the government. Mm -hmm. But this is the opposite. It's like the government saying, "Oh, we found this post. We're going to send it to Facebook." Why would you send it to Facebook? Are they up? Are they higher up in the hierarchy than you? Mm -hmm. Like, are they? Are you, do you report to Facebook? Like, yeah. are they your boss? Like, I, I so that yeah, that's the other key aspect of some of these lawsuits is giving instruction like in, in california you had a, a an activist named uh, siaka masako mm -hmm. and he he was being at the state government was communicating with facebook and instagram and saying hey we need to censor this post um censor this guy and so th that's another example and then dr shiva had a lawsuit a similar lawsuit in mm -hmm. massachusetts yep. but he actually left he dropped that lawsuit hmm. i don't know i don't know if he got paid off but he i was talking to jason vick about it and dr shiva withdrew from his lawsuit um, in Massachusetts wow. regarding big tech. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hadn't heard about that piece of the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, man, so give us an update, Ryan. So it's been about a year. Um, I know that you've been doing some big things, man. I've seen you in some big shows. I know you're at CPAC. Like, what has the journey been like for you ever since you uh, since we last talked? What was it, August 9th? So a little over a year ago. Yeah, so... Um, See, so since then I went to I went to Brazil in, in September of that year and met with a congresswoman down there, um, and let's see where else. Yeah, that's right. Because you were you were working a lot with the the Brazilian folks back then too. Yeah, we were talking yeah. to you, doing a lot of uh, appearances yeah. down there. That's cool. Yep. So uh, yeah, just trying to spread the word down there, and um, they they have a big big election coming up next year, mm. the presidential election. So Bolsonaro, their conservative uh, populist president. Uh, won in 2018 and he's up for re-election and so it's it's an uphill battle because their supreme court is so corrupt mm. and i met with people down there who you know the supreme court literally raided their homes just because they were supporting political candidates and it's like it's funny because now we're seeing this this same you know this january 6th commission yeah. doing kind of the same thing yeah. and that list of like 25 people where they wanted all the text messages and info of those people i i've i've communicated with like five of those people and so it's funny because I, um, believe it or not, I still use like, I'm on my dad's cell plan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> kind of, kind of funny, but I'm like, dad, hey, be on the lookout because they might be, you know, going through your text messages. Yeah. <laughs> Just let them know it was, it wasn't you, it was me. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, just the fact that it's come to that is just, just yeah. Un, un, yeah. Un, yeah. unacceptable, unacceptable. Like what about this, uh, yeah. this new, and we'll get back to your story in a sec, but what do you hear about the whole new yeah. thing about how Apple, how they're going to be like combing through all of your photos and all these files and stuff looking for a child porn right so they're like basically okay what? so no one no one here is is advocating that people should be having child porn on their phones but at the same time they're using that as a as a justification so now if you have an apple phone or a mac computer then they're going to be periodically scanning all your images uh to make sure that you don't have anything questionable on there so so that comes out that i have a story that. about that related yeah, to that. Totally. that that's insane but in my book so i was doing the writing my book this last for about six months and I, I was going through and I found actually something new that I hadn't seen before. Um, and it was an exception that Facebook gave for child nudity. All right. Mm -hmm. So there's this children's ban in Brazil 
Um, and they, there was a bunch of like naked five-year-olds on the cover of the album. And Facebook is like, we're going to give this, a, give a, a newsworthy exceptions for this image, even though it does violate our child nudity, nudity policy because of artistic value and it's in the public interest. Hmm. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they, so like, why, why is Apple like going through jumping all these, these loopholes to like censor stuff when like Facebook is just allowing child nudity just, just because like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's like what is it? The Led Zeppelin album cover too. I heard there was some controversy over that too. The um, Houses of the Holy. You know, I mean, well, like, well, he's like, he's yeah. he's suing now, but like, didn't he 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 uh, reposed for the cover like five times growing up? <laughs> now he's suing him, saying I don't know. Well, no, no, you know what that, that is. Was Nir- so, you know, I thought that was a Nirvana. Yeah, so oh, we, is that Nirvana? We, we, we okay, Nirvana. So we covered this on the Clown Town update, and so maybe we can do it for our regular audience here because it's, it's worth doing. Okay, okay. So you guys may have not heard all the jokes that were just the jokes write themselves, dude. <laughs> the jokes write themselves, right? Okay, so this guy, right? So Nirvana, back in the '90s, right? They have the the cover, the, ba- of the baby floating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everyone see the iconic image of 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 Nevermind, the Nirvana album cover, right? Yeah. The baby swimming in the pool, chasing that dollar, right? Right. Those little wiener hanging out, right? Okay. Yes. So now. Fast forward to 2021, that kid has since grown up, if you've not heard, folks, and he is now suing the estate of Nirvana, Courtney Love, the photographer, the production company, the whole thing for demonstration of child pornography. Now, no one here is defending child pornography or, yeah, or, or yeah. Putting, putting naked children on album covers or anything like that, but you can't tell me for one second that that kid has not gone up to some lady at a bar and be like, hey, baby, how you doing? You want to see my penis again? And she'll be like, I've never seen your penis before. And be like, oh, yeah, you have. Boom. You know, you've never used that. To, right, right, right. Come on. You can't tell me. You can't, you can't tell me that he is I, I, can, I can honestly say if I was that guy, I would not use that pickup line. I think it's great. I would be. I would, <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> I think, I think Anyways, it's Megan's signing off, so okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, okay well, well, and, and, that's, and that's how that's how you got fired from your job. It wasn't really the <laughs> yeah. oh, yes, yes, you, you actually told that joke at work, right? Totally. Oh, God. Yeah. No, I would never do such a thing. But they're probably going to see it now. The cat's out of the bag. Shite. But Ed had the best joke. Come on, Ed. Well, I just, I just say there's, it's just, it's the same as the baby. He's just, he's Nothing's just changed. older now, just chasing the same yep. dollar, right? Chasing it's the, the dollar. same. Yep. It's the same thing. Yeah, and, and and let's be honest, like there are some historical exceptions where Facebook does legitimately allow, you know, child nudity. So like, you know, you have the Holocaust photos mm. that, and then they give an exception for that. And there's one from, I, I believe, Except for they Vietnam. don't allow Holocaust photos anymore, or at least none of the ones I try to post. Oh, yeah, she keeps getting They pull me down anytime. Hmm. I, or if I, even if I post Hitler's direct quotes from his book, they pull me down. For uh, hate speech and inciting violence. Yeah. Yeah. When we're trying to that's, make connections between sorry what we're seeing it. in the world today. But yes, yeah. go, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that, that is odd. Like, so when I was there, they, they had policies about like uh, like Hitler and, and just so for at one point you could share photos of paraphernalia of like the Nazi regime. So if your grandpa had like some World War II relic from the Nazi party, you could take a photo of it and post it and say, hey, this is my grandpa's blah, blah, blah. But then they changed that and they said, nope, we can't allow it at all. Yeah. So they went stricter on that. Um, but but yeah, this is, you know, some of this is history. And clearly, and especially if you're sharing it in like a condemning context, like, hey, I don't support yes. Nazis, but here's Dude, that's like some memorabilia. It's, it's, so um, they don't want parallels drawn between what they're doing and, yeah. what, and what history was because most people don't know what history was. And, and I think that's why they pull can't. it put history yeah. up without the the person being able to draw the parallel right at yeah. this point that's right. the problem and apparently right. apparently hitler isn't on that approved list of people that you can legitimately attack right so 
Uh, but that's what it is. Like, like Megan obviously is not like advocating for the practices that Adolf Hitler stood for, but she's doing and she's showing like, okay, parallels. You guys, yeah, parallels to what happened back then and, yeah. and, and what he stated as his beliefs and how it's being used by the same, by, by the government. That ideology is being the used against us now. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and you're right. They can't, they can't they, afford to have that being exposed. Yeah. You know, they can't afford to have this whole herd of sheep that they have convinced that like Trump and Trump supporters are actual Can't have Nazis, lights turning on in heads. Actual Nazis, right? Thinking's when, not yeah. allowed here. Yes, exactly. Thinking's yeah. not allowed here. When in fact, you know, the 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 actual Nazis are the folks that are advocating for mandatory vaccines and, and the denial of human rights on on the basis of your 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 the vaccination parading status. Parading fu- you know? naked five year olds across Facebook. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Exactly. So what we're up against is, oh. is a new kind of evil, man. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um. And. Yeah, so it just goes to show like Facebook and chains modify their policies because when I was there, you know, a couple of years ago, obviously that those kinds of things were allowed. So they can just change their policies at a whim. Um, but yeah, anything that's a Republican talking point, whether it's you know Eric C or Morella, mm-hmm. or whether it's abortion, they can just twist their their policy and and make exceptions whenever they would like. Um, another exception that I, I don't think I talked discussed with you guys is regarding immigration. Mm-hmm. So. And this is my book as well, uh, behind the mask of Facebook. It's you can you can buy it on Amazon, but it's also on uh, Bookshop.org and Anybound. Okay. Um, but anyways, immigration. So uh, Facebook allowed. Obviously, they're like, okay, we have a policy against human smuggling. You can't say you're gonna smuggle people. But what's fascinating is you're allowed to be smuggle smuggled like a smug. What would you call that? Smuggly? Would you be a smuggly if you're? Uh, yeah, the, the one being smuggled. Sure. Yeah. 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 So if you say, I want to, I want to be crossed over the border. Can someone, can a coyote reach out to me? I want to be crossed mm. traffic across the border. That's allowed. Oh. So you just can't be the coyote saying, Hey, I'm sending people across the border. DM me, you know, $500 for the crossing. Um, so that's really fascinating. And also you're allowed to discuss border um, security. So if you say, Hey, the uh, uh, the Italian border, the border patrol is missing. It, it doesn't patrol this area from nine to five p.m. Uh, or five to nine p.m. That that's allowed. So you can discuss how to evade law enforcement at the border, mm-hmm. and that's specifically stated in their policy. I have the screenshot. So I think that's just incredible that Facebook would, would allow people attempting to evade like immigration authorities. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's pretty. I think that's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So when you were there, what was kind of the the demographic at Cognizant or at Facebook? Like, was it was it, did you have any allies there? Did you have any people that you could confide in? Like, particularly like supervisors. Did you have any like supervisors that were sympathetic to the cause, or what, what was what did that look like? Uh, most of the supervisors were pretty woke. Um, mm-hmm. I think they they did it on purpose because the supervisors would be the ones interfacing with Facebook directly. Yeah. Um, so I applied for that position a couple of times and never got it. Um, so we had. A, you know, one of my supervisors, Sean Browder, was um, very woke and uh, he was a big Bernie supporter. Yeah. And so th- there were some people that I confided in, like I, I would talk to, I trust, I knew they were conservative. We had quite a few military veterans. So, I mean, I would say overall the demographic there, and this is in Phoenix, Arizona, and being a contractor for Facebook. So I worked for Cognizant. So I would say that the pool of employees is fairly diverse as far as ideology is not as bad as like, you know, San Francisco. Sure. Um, but, but at the same time, it's, you know, you're still kind of constrained. Like you would, you could give, give feedback, but if you raise it to your supervisor, your woke supervisor, 
they would just kill that feedback. Of course, mm-hmm. they wouldn't communicate that to, to Facebook. Um, so like I did have conversations in my film with the hidden camera, like a lot of conversations with Sean Browder, my, my manager, uh, the Bernie supporter. Um, and he, he, he explained the policy and, and the, the workings of it, but it wasn't, that's the thing in Congress, they always ask Facebook, well, why don't you hire more conservatives? Well, it's not so much that because the policy itself is, is designed to be against conservatives. So as an employee, I'm just trying to make my boss happy, make Facebook happy. I'm following their guidelines, which happen to uh, silence conservatives. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any uh, contacts that are still there? Anybody that, that are sympathetic to the cause that are still still in there? I I wish that we still had the contract. So Cognizant had a three-year, oh, okay. $200 million contract, but it, okay. that that ended and, and we terminated the project um, early in February of 2020. There are some other contracting companies. There's one called Accenture, I believe, and there's one called... Forget there's one, one just outside of Dallas. And so I, you know, of course I was filming with Project Very South at the end and I suggested to them, hey, why don't you reach out to these other companies and get someone yeah. on the inside? But um, but yeah, it's it's always a struggle to uh you know get get information out. And I, I'm just shocked that they haven't had a we haven't had a Twitter insider yet, like yeah. a Twitter person come forward. I think that would be really cool. Totally. Well, there was somebody pretty high up at Facebook that that was exposing like the little what weekly calls with Zuckerberg, like himself, right? Where he was talking about yeah. certain things like like rules for thee, not me type of stuff. I can't remember the exact pieces of it. But have you personally had anybody reach out to you from Facebook, like either whether anonymously or not, just saying, hey, thank you for what you're doing or anything like that? Um, I met a guy who, who used to work for Facebook, like in the higher echelons of yeah. Facebook, who I, I met um, in Arizona a couple of months back. And he was, he was like working with the upper management and he was investigating, uh, accounts. So he was former law enforcement. Mm. So he would, he would be able to go into people's direct messages and look for, for shady stuff. So I wasn't going into people's direct messages. I was looking at reported content. Um, but yeah, he was saying this guy that I talked to, he, he, he was there about a year and then he quit. And his last words to the group of people he worked with was like hey just do your best to keep zuckerberg out of jail like so he saw that saw the shit that was going on and he he literally thought that zuckerberg was going to go to jail so i mean we did have the criminal referral last year to the doj for mark zuckerberg that i helped uh contribute to that was from matt gate congressman matt gates but um but i mean when you have a culture where and and in those those videos you're mentioning those recorded videos and it's on the back cover of my book, but nice. I'll just read it. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg on how he treats leakers. And, he, and Zuckerberg said, quote, I've been clear that we have a number of efforts to find people and we terminate people and pursue the recourse that we have when we identify them. And that was after the Morgan Common um, Facebook data technician came forward. But like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're in a culture where they, yeah, we're going to find and punish leakers. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's insane. It's almost like, I mean, I like, I don't like to compare myself to people, but, and obviously like there's different, there's a different level of, of, of magnitude with like Edward Snowden or sure. Assange, but like, still. imagine if the governments, well, they are, the governments are coming out and saying we want to punish Assange, yeah. but um, yeah, that's the kind of culture that Facebook has. And it's just a really toxic culture. Has Facebook taken any sort of legal action against you at all for any of anything you've done? Uh, no. Um, this book, if you notice, it has, um, 
Children's Health Defense nice. on the back. Nice. And that's nice. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yep. Yep. So awesome. I fear he's got some pretty top-notch attorneys. So they haven't haven't received <laughs> any threats or legal yeah. action. Wow. Yeah. Well, see, there you go, man. How'd you get hooked up with Children's Health Defense? That's so cool. Yeah. Tell us that yeah, story. Yeah, I think it was through, uh, yeah, the, the book was amazing. So I started working on it in August. Uh, my literary agent, Joanna, uh, was working with Zach Voorhees, the Google mm-hmm. whistleblower. And so I just kind of hopped on that train. And I'd never published before. And like, it was a new experience. So I started work typing, writing the book in August. And in February, I'd written about 70,000 words, but it's basically just like pure analysis of all the policy. Yeah. And then uh, my co-author, Kent Heckenlively, yes. he did an amazing job. He helped me just make it more of a narrative, make it more fun to read. And uh, he co-authored with Judy Mikovits, Plague yep. of Corruption. Yep. So it's been a, like, if you think about it, it's pretty remarkable. Cause like, I've never, I've, I've never published before. And just a little bit more, just a little over a year from when I went public, I now have a book on the shelves. So yeah, man, that's quite an accomplishment, yeah. man. That's super yeah, cool. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So tell us. Okay. So and then Children's Health Defense, they they just kind of uh, help produce it and and are kind of like acting like okay, like just kind of like like that that scene in uh, the Godfather, right? Where like they drive by and like Marlon Brando's like in the hospital and they're just like stand out front like that just like he's like all right stick your hand in the, in the jacket just like that so that's children's health defense you know what i mean you know what i'm saying okay yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yes awesome man that's so cool so tell us a little bit about the book i mean you told us a little yeah, bit already so, but like, um, give us a rundown so yeah the book it's so it's got it's got 300 plus pages so it's quite hefty okay um it's like about ninety thousand words I, I i wanted to write a book and you know how people write a book and it's like well technically it needs to be fifty thousand words so i I made sure it's more than 50,000. Okay. I didn't know that. Good to know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let me go through the, like the, basically the essence of it is like, Hey, I'm this guy that grew up Mormon, very, very naive, like very sheltered. And here I am, I get a job when I'm like, you know, when I'm nearly 30 years old and I have to see pornography on a daily basis. I have to see beheadings, cartel violence. So the first couple of chapters talk about that experience and, okay. and the mental health aspect is really fascinating. And uh, so that's part of the part of the uh, the book. The forward is by Patrick Byrne, uh, the former sure. CEO of Overstock, and it's also endorsed by Dennis Prager. Um, but yeah, so the first couple of chapters talk about that, and then I'm just pulling open the table of contents here. Um, yeah, so I mean, dude, like it's it's very broad. Like it covers a lot of different topics. I talk about Greta Thunberg. Ah, retarded. Um, retarded, about, right? Hashtag retarded. Yeah, yeah. The that. hashtag retarded. How they? <laughs> so the we're not guys. attacking Greta, guys. We're just saying Greta was attacked, yeah. and Facebook made an exception to give her extra protections. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. with the 17-year-old climate activist from. Sweet. Is it Sweden? Uh, I believe so. I, I can't remember. Yeah, that's Sweden. I'm. That's what I would have said if you had asked. I just, I've heard yeah. you talk about that that whole shenanigans too. So that was the <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no, no disrespect. No disrespect. Yeah, we're not trashing on Greta, no. although um, she's putting herself out there. So you know, she she's has to be open to criticism. And I talk about you know just how worldwide this this Facebook's policy is worldwide. Believe it or not, Facebook had a training deck for the Afghan elections. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> so um, I briefly mentioned that. And then I talk about racism, obviously, uh, Facebook in black and white, how Facebook would protect black nationalists, but not white nationalists. So they wouldn't be treating all that on the same level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then anytime that Trump spoke, like Facebook would just say, oh, hate speech. Mm-hmm. Oh, Trump's giving a state of the union speech. 
Uh, look for hate speech, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, Trump's in Israel. Look for hate speech. Oh, Trump's talking about MS-13. Oh, he's he's a racist. Like that was based. Trump was Trump. Trump. Facebook was basically just mirroring like the mainstream media's kind of slant on on Trump the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's there's uh, 22 chapters. Um, and what's fascinating too is I talk about my time filming with a hidden camera with Project Veritas. Mm-hmm. And how that all worked out. And that's really fascinating. Um, but yeah, I mean, I talk about Antifa, how Facebook treats police officers and drug cartels. Um, do you know who Caitlin Bennett is, the AR-15 girl? Um, Caitlin yeah, Bennett, yeah, 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 yeah. She's on, on uh, yeah, I've seen her in her videos. Like just uh, like, what is it? Like destroying liberals with facts or something like that. Like just going around. Yeah, so I, I, it, I talk about her in my book because she was targeted by Facebook and basically... There was this really gross photo of her that was uh, left up. We don't know if it was her. Basically, to paint the image, okay, there's a photo being circulated on social media of a girl passed out in a bathroom, like a dorm room, with like poop coming out of her backhand, backside. It was like really, really gross. And people were claiming it was Caitlyn Bennett. Now, if it truly was Caitlyn Bennett, then we could allow the photo because she's a public Mm. figure. But if it wasn't, then you would have to delete it for... Um, like mocking someone who's defecating, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's also something called a creep shot where you could delete it for sexual exploitation, exploitation of adults, where you can't take a picture of like, you know, upskirts or anything like that, where someone's not aware of the photos being taken. Right. Um, and then, yeah. So I talk about that abortion. We talk about abortion and how Facebook has a stance about abortion and basically fetuses are not considered human mm. and abortion is not considered a violent death. Mm. oh wow yeah word for word their own yeah their own policy wow um so that's a lot of it we talk about yeah i mean my time dealing with hr at work so my uh, favorite topic (laughs) (laughs) man gotta love hr oh gotta love hr baby shout out to all the hr people what a mess they're caught in like holy shit um, I yeah. better come down on the right side of history, folks, because you know, you know where you're at. You know where the, you know what the right thing is to do. You know, like you, you will be judged. Don't worry. Yep. Um, so yeah. here, here's something that just occurred to me. I really am curious about this, Ryan. And I wish maybe yeah. I had to ask you this a few months ago, but like, let's talk about like those few months where you were going undercover and you were documenting footage. Okay. So like, what did that look like? What, like, can you talk about like what type of equipment you used? Um, how did you uh, make it so that they, the, the subject that you were filming wasn't aware of you documenting the conversation? Yeah. So, I mean, you gotta, I, I can't really go into too much detail. Oh, I'll, gotcha. I'll try to cover some of it, but basically, um, I mean, you have to be kind of creative. There's, as you know, there's uh, different, different types of cameras that can be used. So um, I will tell you exactly what kind of camera I use, okay. but, but yeah, I, I would, I would plan my, my interactions with my coworkers and uh, try, I would try to elicit, you know, information from them. Mm. Um, so I would, I would, you know, I'd say, hey, I want to go talk. I'm going to go talk to Sean Browder about, um, you know, what, why they're flagging right-wing extremist groups yeah. globally. Like, why is that a priority for Facebook? And so I'd ask him questions about the policy. And he was very, like, he kept his personal opinion out of it a lot of the time, but he had a deep knowledge of, of Facebook's policies. So I, I planned those, those interactions, and I would talk to my coworkers and, uh, yeah, the last couple of months I was filming pretty steadily. So I, I sometimes I even forgot I had the camera on. Um, but there's a movie by Matt with Matt Damon. Um, 
the informant, I believe, okay, where yeah. he was informing for the FBI um, on some some like 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 price rigging for in the nineties. I don't know. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of similar to that. I mean, just okay. uh, obviously, I wasn't working for a government agency, but uh, so I'll tell you something I haven't really said in any interviews, and this is kind of funny or weird, but um, back in like when was this 2014, 2015, I was working for Uber. Okay. And uh, I picked this lady up and she was, she's like, oh yeah, I, I manage escorts in New Jersey. I'm like, oh great. You manage escorts in New Jersey. Right. And then she started talking about like how her boyfriend like was like, well, she, well, she, the conversation got to like drugs somehow. I don't know. And I, and I took next day I took her to a, uh, another appointment where she, and I won't get into this, to what she was doing with, with a client, but on the way back, she's like, "Hey, let's go buy. Some, can you take me to this the store? I'm, I'm going to buy some whippets. You know what whippets are? Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I record. I anyways, I I planned that second trip and picked her up, and it wasn't an official Uber trip, and um, she paid me cash for it. But I ended up I ended up like getting a voice recorder and like recording her conversation, and she was talking about how her boyfriend was going to do all these drugs and, um. And I, I sent that to the, uh, the FBI. So, um, like I have a background in security. So I, I've done, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not, I'm not an informant obviously, but I'm just like on one occasion I did send some information, some tips to the FBI. Um, so that was probably like my first experience. This was way back, like five, six years ago. Um, like recording someone. <laughs> okay. So once again, I was a novice. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm probably, sure. you know, in over my head. But uh, well, now that but we you know, have that inner voice telling you to do it, though, that's the thing, though. That's the light in you. Well, like, now that you we know, know what the FBI is all about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've done that differently. But his heart now, was in the right place. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now the headline is going to be FBI refers uh, former former tipster to Project Veritas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something like that, dude. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. All right. So, you know what, you know, I I hope that people hear that, hear that and like, look at, look at it logistically and look at their circumstances. I'm sure we have a lot of folks that, you know, uh, I actually know for a fact that there are listeners that work in some of these organizations, you know what I mean? Like maybe you work in the healthcare field and you're not in a state that's being, you know, targeted for destruction right now. Or maybe you work at a pharmaceutical company. Maybe you work at like a pharmacy or you work at some of these, or maybe you're a government employee and you're starting to see some of this stuff. Okay. So what Ryan's saying is, is like, figure out a way to get some sort of hidden thing on like some sort of camera or some sort of some recording device and then elicit these conversations from these folks that you feel are, yeah. are, are questionable or could offer up information that maybe could be uh, beneficial to our, our movement. You know, I think this is how we're going to win this war is that we were going to expose it, the hypocrisy and the criminality from the inside out. So I hope that people listening to this feel empowered. If you're in one of these organizations and if maybe it's been speaking to you on a subconscious level and you haven't found the courage yet to do it, do it. Start doing, and, and maybe they could also reach out yeah. to Project Veritas. Because yep. I yep. mean, how is your experience working working with them? I mean, yeah, it was outstanding. I mean, yeah, you can definitely reach out to Project Veritas. If there's someone watching this now that sees something going wrong, at you know, uh, at whatever level you are, because I was entry level. I was entry level at yeah. Facebook. I wasn't like an engineer, or I wasn't in upper management, and I discovered so much. But yeah, you can send them a message at Veritas Tips at protonmail.com. Um, and uh, yeah, they're, they're great to work with. It's, and you know, technology is such a double-edged sword because you look at all the censorship going on, but at yeah. the same time, we have, you know, these encrypted apps, we have Telegram, we have Signal, we have um, WhatsApp uh, that we can use to communicate and blow the whistle. 
so that, and I know human rights, you know, watch groups use these apps and everyday citizens should, citizens should be using these to record, yeah. record things. And, uh, you know, we had the, the Antifa story that just came out. Yeah. There was a photo of the, of the, the flag in the classroom, you know, yeah. someone, I, maybe it was a student took a photo of that documented it. So yeah, it's a double-edged sword. I think it, these, these tools can be great for, for exposing, uh, bias and corruption. Yep. That's the secret. So yes, anybody, just anybody out there, just, if you're feeling it on your heart, definitely do it. You know, I don't care if you're at a school or if you're a student, you know, I don't care what, and if you're scared, you know, reach out to us, reach out to Ryan, like, like reach out to project Veritas. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Huge community of people that will yeah, support yeah, and help yeah, you and, totally. and plug you into the right resources and the right emails and the right, you know, yep. organizations. Give you a platform and you won't yep. be alone, you know? Yeah. You know? It is interesting yeah. now, you know, with with all the kids going back to school and there's all the stuff about masks and parents deciding whether they're going to send their kids to school. But at the same time, so how many parents have just woken up to to these things that are being taught in the schools? Right. right. So like so now if you are sending your kid into school, you kind of have an idea that there could be a teacher like this in there. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you might be watching a little bit more. You might talk to your kid at the end of the day a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Find out what they're telling your kid. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. If, if my kid were to go to public school, which I, I, I mean, at this point, my kids are not, but, um, but you know, if, if things changed and I decided my kids were going to, it would be acceptable. I would feel like I would have to have a discussion every single day. Yeah. What, what did your teacher teach you in this class? Right? Like mm-hmm. there's, you almost have to deprogram them at this point. Did right? anything make you yeah. uncomfortable? Is there anything yeah. we talk about at home that's different than what your teachers talk about? I think that's a big thing. Yeah. And it's not that learning something different than what you talk about at home is a wrong thing, but parents need to be aware of yeah. what is being told and taught to their children, because that is the whole point. They're in formative years. They're in and you know, they're little sponges. Um, and we know that the public school curriculum throughout the United States in particular is aimed at completely stripping the unity of the family away from yes. the children yes. and to turn the children against the family. So parents, you do need to be aware. I mean, even the families that are saying, well, I have to put my kids in a mask. I can't not send them to school. You know, everybody has their thing. But um, as a parent, I mean, it's incumbent upon you. That's why your kids have you. You have to be looking out for them. So you know, it, was, it was probably about a year ago when we had uh, Dean Reiner on and he was talking about his daughter. I think she was six at the time. Yeah. They were giving her uh, Black Lives, Black Lives Matter, Matter, Matter Color coloring books. books and World Health Organization. <laughs> like, oh it's like, I'm like, like, uh, you know, you, you should know as a parent, you should be very aware, like what they're teaching your children. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you seen that movie, uh, Captain Fantastic? Ooh, I don't think so. My kids uh, have maybe my older kids. So it's, it's a movie. So it's, it's the same actor as like, I, I always know him as like the Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Wow. Oh, okay. Uh, Vig, Vig Mortensen, I think. Vigo Mortensen. Okay. Vigo Mortensen. So yeah, I think it's called Captain, is it Captain or Mr. Yeah. Captain Fantastic or Mr. Fantastic. But it's basically this guy who, you know, this is the opposite end of the spectrum. He's raising his like four kids in the middle of the wilderness. Uh, like, and they're, he's teaching them literature and they're really smart and they're athletic. And then his, um, his mom, or his wife or his wife, dies. Yeah, his wife passes away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so they have to go. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So yeah, I'm just saying that's one of the end of the spectrum where you have these, you know, you've got homeschoolers and then this Captain Fantastic is like even farther there where. He's teaching his kids completely separate from society where they can't even function in society. Mm-hmm. So it's tough because it's that it's that middle ground where you're like, yes, I want them to be able to function in society. But, you know, I have a brother who raises he has a five year old daughter who like does not allow they don't watch TV at all. They don't have the iPad. They don't plop them in front of the, the iPad watching shows all day. Um, and so, yeah, we, we got to find that balance where but it's getting to that point where 
the, what they're teaching at school and the school is so extreme. Yeah. You really yeah. have no alternative. You got to pull your kids out of school. Like, yeah. 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 And I don't want to give away the ending, but what about that movie, the village, right? Something like that. Right. <laughs> like I'm a hundred percent down. If anyone wants yeah. to jump into our Truzilla DMS to, yes. Yeah, there's like a whole bunch of us that want to get together and buy a huge plot of land and just farm it. Well, and like have us. We know people that are very actively looking for people who uh, want to get, met- get involved in a, in, a, in, a, in a deal like that. Like we know people that are looking for investors and people that are looking yeah. for people to be there. But, we need, but we need, but we need more of us that have because I think not the thing is too with getting into land. Some of it's like like I don't have a hundred thousand dollars in my either. bank that's account what I'm it's like, that's my um, to be able to do it. But like me with five other people, if we each have whatever five grand or what, like depending on. You I just feel like that there's and there's safety in numbers, there's community in numbers. There's a whole other way of doing things um, that I think is is possible, plausible, and probably gonna have to be the option for a lot of us. If anybody's interested in, in that, the years to come, I know folks that are looking for people right now here in Oregon. Yep. To, you to guys, you guys so need to do uh, international seasteading. You need to build your own country out in the middle of the Ooh, international waters. There's people great. working on those ideas. Seasteading, or okay. or you can be like that the guru from India. What's his name? Uh, there's a Netflix show called Wild Wild Country, and actually happened oh, in yeah. Oregon in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, the Rajneesh. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Rajneesh. Yep. Yeah. But yep. the, I mean, they they went a little bit. Yeah. Now there's some negative aspects to that, and I watched the the documentary. I binged it in the night yeah. watching my yeah watching uh, my kid. And um, like, there's some negative, obviously negative aspects of that, but I did like how they all worked together yeah. and they created their own community. Great. Um, I, I, we'll, I, leave, I, we'll leave it at that. I'm not going to draw any more comparisons, <laughs> totally, but totally. Hey, you know what I mean? There's a lot going on. I yeah. feel like that's uh, a lot of these folks that are targeted and demonized in the media, like like the Roshnish or Ruby Ridge or Waco, like a lot of these, like, I don't know, man, like, I don't know. Or Ted Kaczynski. I mean, I don't know. Have you guys ever read Industrial Society? In that's, in the, that's on the backseat of my mean, car. But every time I park somewhere where there's going to be other people, I'm like, is anyone gonna look in my car or like I'm I, in my mind I was like oh, is someone like dark and ominous following me because of the stuff we say yeah. on these microphones? So I'm like, should I turn that book like cover down because I'm still reading through it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Industrial society and its future. It's yeah, a great one. I'm sorry, Ryan, to get you pinned into this conversation. I'll a technological it, but... slavery. <laughs> I have technological <laughs> slavery, and then it's industrial society and its futures is like contained oh, within it is yeah. what it is. So. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. I, I read I read sci-fi, so I, I'm go. honestly not in nonfiction and. I literally thought my first book would be a would be a sci-fi book, oh, but it's actually a nonfiction. Dude, okay. So like I read like Isaac Asimov, like Caves of Steel, which is really fascinating because you look you delve into that that you know how you you interact with technology. Um, but yeah, go ahead. What are you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say, are you working on a sci-fi novel now that you have your like literary uh, prestige built up and like like, dude, I feel like your perspective and your voice and your and the way you see the world would be such an amazing vessel for putting out the type of science fiction that we need, like science yeah. fiction, science fact. I mean, anything we can speculate as to what the future has in store, I feel is on the table at this point. Like, there's nothing outside of the realm of possibility. Yeah. So. Yeah, I really should. I, I've been th- thinking about writing a book about like the Arizona audits and s- okay. some of the election things that totally. I've witnessed. Um, but no, that would be really fun, like writing a sci-fi yeah. book. I've in the past I've like started a little bit, but now I've actually written one. I know what it takes. Exactly. Um, I know that the type of techno music I need to keep me. Keep yeah, <laughs> that's a good suggestion. I've been, you know, th- throughout this whole journey, I've been working on my own little book that I've been writing, and I haven't picked it up in a few months, but it's 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 happening. It's an incredible, it's, 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 it's fun, uh, incredible thing. It's fun, but yeah. anyway. Um, Ryan, so another thing I wanted to ask you about is you have the uh, the Hartwig Foundation for Free Speech. Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, Hartwig Foundation for Free Speech uh, isn't the IRS fun? Yeah. <laughs> 
So, so it's a, it's a 501c3. So I, I called, I applied for 501c3 status in February and I had an attorney file it and everything. And I called the IRS a couple of days, like last week. And I literally waited for like two and a half hours to get someone on the phone. And then he's like, oh yeah, we haven't even started three. Like it's in process, but there's no update. I'm like, okay, it's been six months. So they're probably slow walking it. But, uh, but yeah, it's an Arizona nonprofit and we're, uh, Zach Voorhees is on my board. Nice. Um, nice. We're, we're basically advocating for free speech on the internet. Um, so we're doing a lot of good things. I'm going to be interviewing Paul, Congressman Paul Gosar next week, uh, talking about big tech censorship. We want to be organizing some events, but uh, basically just getting the word out there. I mean, we, we need to take a stand against big tech, regardless of your ideology. Yeah. Like this censorship is, is not cool. If you can censor the sitting president, but then still allow the spokesman for the Taliban to have his Twitter account. (laughs) That's something's wrong. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So many of these issues, you know, censorship, medical freedom, like these are things that, that, that transcend beyond a political affiliation or any left, right ideology. These are basic, like fundamental human rights. And anybody that's still caught up and feels like censorship is a good idea or feels like they should have, they should make decisions about my body and my health. Um, then, then they're they're caught in something that that just need is just we have no use for it anymore. You know, we've grown past that. And I hope the that these media spell. Yeah, and I'm hoping that yeah, these these issues, yeah. these particular issues, reach like a boiling point to where people finally do wake up. I mean, that's 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 it right there. Like it's gonna, they're gonna keep pushing. Like we're just seeing, we're just in the very first stages of this. I have a feeling, you know what I mean. And it's gonna be the type of thing where censorship. If it, if it was up to them, we wouldn't have a voice. If it was up to them, we would not have any platform or any ability to get our message yeah. out because it's dangerous. Like how can they? Yeah. Like like uh, like I hear Alex Jones saying, like it's like they can't. The new world can't exist with platforms like Infowars, and then the new world order can't exist with books like behind the mask of Facebook, and then the new world order cannot yeah. exist as long as we're out here talking about it. So. You know, whatever means that they need to do to silence it, they're going to do. And it's just a matter of like, they're just being delicate and they can, they know they can't push too far because then everybody will wake up. And so this gradual so pick the boiling, disinformation does it. Yeah. 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 Then we add the yeah. bunch. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So you just discredit people one one at a time and just take down one video at a time or, and, and just, you know, eventually it will create this whole media ecosystem where only their narrative is being heard and only enough voices get amplified on our side to, for them to be, to have their two minutes of hate, right? Their two minutes of hate towards mm-hmm. all of us who are who are you trying know, to save everybody else. Yeah. But <laughs> I, again, I would say though, is as hard as they push, I feel like they're losing this battle. They are like like against they're getting it, desperate. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every time they they shut down a YouTube channel, they every single one I've seen got shut down. They open up their own website or whatever, and they get they they grow. They yeah. grow every yeah. single time. Yeah, high wire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for the shirt, by the way. I, yeah, I just for got sure. me this for my birthday here, so yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, we, we need to, re- as citizens, we really need to understand, like, like it's funny because my, my dad, he, like, quit Amazon, and I still have Amazon, actually, like Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. But you think about the power of the consumer, so we got to support, you know, yes. products like like Gab, like yeah. Pocketnet.app, Pocketnet.app, like blockchain, social media. Float.app. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, um, Cloud Hub. And think about, 80, you know, 80 million consumers. If literally 80 million people just said, Hey, we're we're not gonna buy a single thing from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like it would make an impact. Maybe not. I mean, they still have they still make like three hundred billion dollars a year. But uh, I mean, yeah, even on a smaller level, like we chose not to use Google and choose you know choose to use Proton Mail or or yeah. DuckDuckGo, yeah. Yeah. It, it makes an impact. So yeah, never doubt the power of the consumer. Um, but yeah, this this battle it's it's gonna rage on. It's gonna we're gonna see parallel cultures, parallel infrastructures, economies. Yeah. Um, but we got to keep fighting. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, this book is going to help you in that fight. Cause you're going to really understand like yep. the inner workings of Facebook. Like what are they actually doing behind the scenes? We know they censor conservatives, but like how blatant and shocking is it? It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty bad. So hopefully this book gets used in future lawsuits as well. Totally. And hopefully we can sue the government under the fifth amendment. And, um, I hope Trump's lawsuit is successful as well. I hope so too. Right on. Well, Ryan, make let's let's uh, take a moment here and make sure you send our listeners everywhere you want them to go, like uh, websites, yeah. how to get your book, um, more information about your foundation, everything. So yeah, my main my main web blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, my main, main website is uh, ryanhartwig.org. Cool. Um, so you can go to ryanhartwig.org. The house the links everything. Uh, I am. If you want a signed copy of my book, you can send me an email at ryanhartwig at protonmail.com. Um, I can do a signed copy for you. Um, but yeah, uh, in my, the, the info for my, my foundation's on there as well. I'm on Gab primarily right now. I got suspended on Twitter. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out to me via email or through my website. I'm pretty easily reachable. And I'd love to have a conversation with you. Cool. Awesome. Yes, Ryan, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much, Ryan. Dude, keep pushing, keep fighting. Yep. Don't get discouraged. Don't let these demons get one over on you, man. And then we'll we'll check in here soon, okay? I know you and I are working on a project behind Sounds the scenes. Good. So yeah, we'll be in touch. Nice to talk oh, to yeah, you. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll we'll let you know how that goes. All right. All right. Later, brother. Thanks, Have Ryan. a good one. Bye bye. Thanks. Wow. Well, there you go. That's nice to go. catch up with him. Heck yeah. yeah, you yeah. Know? Uh, good work, dude. You just led that you you're pretty good interview. Carry that very you well. That well, yeah. I, you know, I kind of zeroed in on the fact that I think that that's the secret. Like, this is going to be the secret. We need whistleblowers. We need people yep. to, to come forward with and just be that courageous. That was really driven home to me, and too, with just, just lately with that teacher down there. I've been watching yeah. that pretty close. I yeah. don't know why. I've just, like, watched all the things about it. Yep. And I'm just like, that's that because the outcry for it and like what they did with veritas too is he like this is the email address to the principal this is the email yeah. address to the board member this and like yep. it, everyone uh, people from all over the country were like inundating them that's it and people that's this what we it. need to do this is it. So. we need so you out there and you know who you are if you're listening right now i'm speaking directly to you you know, you know who, you, who are. you are get brave get a microphone start filming these bastards and let's win this thing absolutely Definitely. Everybody, oh my goodness, it was wonderful to have Ryan Hartwig back with us. Please go and find his new book, Behind the Mask of Facebook. Um, go check him out, the Hartwig Foundation for Free Speech. And until next time. Wait, 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 oh, wait. Oh. it's also, it's so great to have you back. Oh, yeah, it's so great nice to, have to be here. <laughs> yes, we had yes. people, I had, dude, I was like, I was like send, posting some promotional stuff in our channel and everyone oh, people only worried about you They're like is Megan okay like I'm like yeah because yeah, I yeah. wasn't last yeah, week yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So, well so thank worry. you for who noticed that I wasn't yeah. here and said something That's I was trying so to bolster nice. my own stuff right <laughs> all, all my I was trying to bolster all my whistleblower stuff and the only response I got was is Megan okay and I'm like yes Megan's great <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm just teasing yeah, oh, great. yeah welcome back Megan yeah it's yeah literally not the same like either one of you like we were down ed for a few weeks and it's like it's just not yeah. the same yeah I need you guys uh, we're we're well, but we'll, we keep trucking along we, we keep, keep trucking along well we yep. deal with our things yep. so anyways yeah it's lovely to be back here at the table with you two I miss you both and uh yeah everybody until next time I am Megan sitting here with my good friends Scott and Ed I wish all of you Scott wishes all of you Ed yes. wishes all of you intellectual prosperity. Good night. <laughs>